Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. So picture the scene. You spot an advert and it sounds right for you. You've got the skills and they need and it's the right location and company. But you haven't a clue how much the salary is and don't want to waste your time or theirs applying for something which doesn't meet your pay expectations. Well, that frustration might soon be coming to an end. Under new EU rules, soon job adverts must publish the salary ranges when looking for new staff. And that could also be a boon for women who even today still get paid less than men in some sectors. Geraldine King is the Chief Executive of the Employment and Recruitment Federation and joins me now from Brussels. Good morning, Geraldine. Good morning, Joe. Why all the secrecy anyway? And it was, why weren't salary ranges uh, published anyway? Um, I don't know. Maybe because they didn't have to be. You know, so I think now this pay transparency directive was initially put forward by the European Commission um, in 2021 for to gender pay gaps but now it goes beyond that and their directive focuses on two core elements of equal pay and they are measures to ensure full pay transparency for workers and employers and to give access to remedies for those who are experiencing pay discrimination so what exactly does that mean for workers so for job seekers there will be a new right and employers will have to provide this information about the initial pay level or range in the job vacancy notice or definitely before the job interview. And they also won't be allowed to ask any prospective worker about their pay history. Well, that's, so it's that's not that they're going to be able to. Yes. So in other words, when you're is sitting in front of the uh, would-be employer, they can't say, well, what are you currently on? I mean, yes. what's yeah. wrong with employers asking that? Surely they need to get a guide what the person is already earning. Well, I suppose it depends on, you know, if if you're already on 60K, say, for a job that you're fully skilled and that's what you're on, and they were going to offer you 80 because now they can offer you that 80 if they didn't know you were on 60 because you could have been uh, substantially underpaid in the role you were in. But, but Gerlin, you and I both know we're, we've been around the block a little bit. We, everybody adds a little bit to their existing pay when they're <laughs> sitting in front of a would-be employer. So if they're on 60, they might say, well, I'm already on 80. Well, look, I mean, I suppose the good thing about the directive is that it's not, you're not going to be able to know either way. You're not going to be able to ask them. So whether they inflate their salary or not at the interview, I, I doubt if people inflated a lot because like there's so many salary surveys out there. Like tomorrow, today, Joe, you and I can pick up any paper, any survey, especially with recruitment agencies. They do salary surveys all the time. Yeah, but they're only so, guesstimates. Not really. I mean, they're basing them on placements. So these are actually factual um, results that they are gathering because they're placing the candidates into these roles. They know exactly what salaries they're getting. So at the end of every year, they have an idea of what the pay range is for that particular job with that particular skill set in that particular market. Now, when they publish, when this thing eventually comes into force, which could take, a, you know, a year or two. Three or, years. Potentially three, three years, Geraldine. Yes, so um, it's to be effective from 2024, but every country will have three years 
to implement the legislation international law. And could they, could the government here dilute the EU directive? Because the directive is EU-wide, but it does give leeway and breathing space to individual Mm -hmm. member states. Well, it's not necessarily that they would want to dilute it. I think it's a really, really welcome um, directive. I think, you know, we at the ERF, we fully support it, as will most other businesses. I don't think it'll be diluted, but I do think there will be have to be um, some amendments to it. And they would be for the likes of, remember that the burden of proof here lies with the employer. So the employer is fully responsible for all of the disclosure of the salary pay, mm. ranges, bands, the whole lot. But if you take, for instance, an agency worker who is on short-term assignments, it may not be possible to stick rigidly under the directive rules for the likes of that. So there will be hopefully some amendments to allow, you know, for a little bit of flexibility around areas like that. Uh, do, I don't think do, it'll be... Do agency least. workers account for a decent chunk of the Irish employment economy? Well, currently, the last CSO um, report, which would have been Q4 2022, there was just nigh on 80,000 agency workers. So what, percent, agency what, what workers. percentage of all workers is that? Well, if you look at this, 2.6 million oh. in the actual workforce. Mm-hmm. So that's 80,000 of them are temporary agency workers. Now, they're, they're not all on short-term assignments. You know, some of them would be on uh, longer-term contracts. But there would be a lot that would do like weekly work, lifestyle, lifestyle balance by choice, you know. So for those kinds of jobs, and especially the day-to-day or the hour-to-hour jobs, they will be hard to rigidly stick to this directive in. So there will be some, hopefully, consultation with governments, you know, nationally around those kinds of scenarios. And finally... The great thing, yeah, sorry, the great thing about this, Joe, is for employees who are already in a job, there's remedies now for them to access um, information on are they actually being paid the same as their peers. There's compensation and they have to get the back pay and any related bonuses or payments in kinds that they missed out on because they weren't paid in the same salary range as somebody who was on the same job um, as them um, in their organisation. So the big winners from this would actually be existing employees potentially. I think so. Yeah. I think so, definitely. All right. And then obviously it'll definitely um, also help with the gender pay gap. Yes, indeed. Um, Geraldine, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much. That's Geraldine King, the Chief Executive of the Employment and Recruitment Federation, joining us live from Brussels. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.